Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. So welcome back to this week's podcast. And this is a juicy one because it's all about emotions, right? We are all humans here. We all experience emotions. We know the power that emotions have over our well-being, over our satisfaction, around the way that we show up in life and all of the bits in between. So I want to talk about emotions today and I want to talk about big emotions in particular, the ones that really have the capacity to shake us up, take us out, spin us into overwhelm, you know, particularly when it comes to things around our business, our relationships, life generally. So I want to have this conversation about big emotions because I see and deal with and work with a lot of very big emotions in my business. I work with incredible people all over the world and I take them through a process of identifying their purpose, building their business and starting to do these really incredible challenging things that inevitably bring up emotions okay because we're doing stuff and my clients are doing stuff and I'm doing stuff every single day that's pushing us way beyond our comfort zone and so the thing is when you are on this journey and when you are on this kind of mission of doing your purpose work putting incredible things out there in the world showing up in a way that you typically haven't shown up before you're going to be feeling all of the feels all right. And this is totally normal. <laughs> this is a totally normal part of the process. But being able to navigate these emotions as and when they come up is going to be really crucial for your business success as well, particularly if you're just getting started. Because sometimes if we don't get a grip on this stuff and if we allow ourselves to be taken out by big emotions like fear or overwhelm or the not enoughness or the imposter syndrome kind of stuff that comes up, the fear then really we're going to struggle when it comes to doing our work, putting our message out there and really living up to our full potential in our business. But I guess the purpose of the conversation today is is twofold. Yes, it's going to help you in your business, but I think it's also going to really help you navigate personal stuff too that might come up around relationships and uh, other big life things that generate these massive emotions inside of us. So let's get started. Before I kind of dive into the content, I want to just apologize in advance if you can hear any background noise. Uh, there is a lot of renovation work happening uh, in my neighbor's houses around <laughs> at the moment. So although I've really tried to, um, to protect the audio quality here, apologies if you just catch a bit of background noise. My uh, neighbors are doing a loft extension, which is exciting uh, and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, I just want to apologize for that in advance. Okay. But Let's go back to this topic of big emotions in business, big emotions in life. So I guess when I'm talking about this, let's give some examples of of these big emotions. So the stuff that I often see coming up for people are these feelings of wanting to give up, of hopelessness, of feeling overwhelmed by everything that they've got to do, all of the things that they've got on their to-do list, all the stuff that's on their plate, the fact that they're juggling being a mum or maybe they're still working a nine to five and they're growing a business and they've got all of these things to do. Okay, this feeling of overwhelm and stress or anxiety comes up a lot for people. This feeling of not being enough as well. 
this is like, this is one of my favorite ones to tackle, but it's like this feeling of not being enough or like you're not going to succeed in this. Like you feel like, oh my gosh, everyone else is doing it better than me. I'm hopeless. I'm rubbish. And we start to seriously go into that place sometime of negative self-talk around this not enough one. Maybe your heart's been broken. Hey, maybe you're coming out of a relationship or maybe you've just had a situation come up where you're feeling really crushed emotionally. Or maybe you're in a space of a really big emotion where you're trying to control everything and you're getting into that pushing energy, that dense pushing, controlling type energy. I find myself in this one quite a lot, by the way. <laughs> so please know, you know, and it's like everything I ever write about or talk about on these podcasts as well. Like it's all coming from my personal experience. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I've got all of the answers and I have all of this figured out. I'm here sharing with you what's worked for me and what I've noticed in myself as well. All right. So um, yeah, like this stuff, guys, like this is part of the human condition. This is part of being uh, human on this earth of experiencing the whole spectrum of things that we go through in relationships, in business. So emotions are incredible. Emotions are an incredible barometer of what's really going on inside of us as well. Uh, and our job really is to pay attention to them rather than cutting them off or numbing them out or expressing them in a way that's unhealthy or reactive. What I'd really invite you to do is to start noticing these emotions. I'm going to share a bit more about that in a sec. But the first thing I want to say about big emotions in particular, you know, being this barometer of what's really going on inside, often what happens is big emotions are as a result of a particular thought that's triggered those emotions. All right. So if something happens in your external environment, like, for example, you break up with your partner, okay, and you go through some kind of a relationship turmoil or, or whatever, quite often, you know, some of the thoughts that come up during that process are things like, well, maybe I'm unlovable, or maybe people always leave me, which then triggers the emotion of, you know, oh my God, I'm heartbroken. I'm so sad. I'm so down about this. Okay. So, I'd really, this is kind of what I want to say first things first, is like really encouraging you to think about what's behind the emotion. If you had to pull back the curtain and look behind what's really going on, often what you're going to find is that there is a thought or a faulty, dodgy belief that's driving the emotion, okay? Driving the emotion behind the scenes, overwhelm or giving up in your business if you're feeling like this. Quite often, when you inquire, I'm going to show you how to do this in a sec, but quite often what's behind the scenes is something like, I'm just unlucky or I'm stupid. I don't know how to do this sort of stuff. All right. So you're going to be saying these sorts of things to yourself, like people always leave me. I'm unlovable. I'm stupid. I'm unlucky. Okay. And I can appreciate maybe even you listening to me say this can feel really confronting. But honestly, guys, nine times out of 10, as people, we have these thoughts and beliefs operating in the background and 90% of them are negative, all right? So I want you to be really conscious of this stuff that usually what's sitting behind the emotion, if you picture that kind of pulling back the veil, pulling back the curtain on what's behind the anger, what's behind the fear, what's behind the crushing heartbreak, usually there's some thoughts and beliefs that are there trying to get your attention, okay? And the reality is you are going to have a whole host of neural networks uh, and psychology that's been set up to support those thoughts and those dodgy beliefs that are going on, all right? I talk about this a lot where 
our beliefs are set typically before the age of eight. Our beliefs around what's possible, what's not possible, who we are in the world, our place in the world. It's formed at such a young age, guys. So the reality is we have quite often an eight-year-old that's actually running and operating the show in our life. So this, this is a great thing also, you know, to recognize this because we can have some real compassion for an eight-year-old, can't we? When they're kind of flying off the handle or they're getting really angry about something or they're feeling really afraid. I mean, how would we speak to that eight-year-old in that moment who's scared? So again, it's just having some self-compassion around why these emotions are there as well. And they come often from a really young place. Right? And as I said, you have built up a whole bank of neural networks and connections and synapses and neurotransmitters like in your hardware, like in your brain and your body that support these beliefs as well. Because if ever since the age of eight, you've been told that you're stupid or you think that you're stupid, you're going to have all of this evidence around why that is so. All of this subconscious, subconscious evidence, okay? Because you might be a 35-year-old woman or man, 50-year-old woman, man, and you know intellectually that you're not stupid, but actually on a very subconscious level, you think that you are. Why? Because you, you failed that test at school when you were nine years old. Or maybe the teacher said that you'd never amount to anything, that you're stupid. You couldn't figure out the you know, the Times crossword puzzle on a Sunday. Like you've got all of these pieces of evidence that you've collected over the years, decades that support that belief, all right? So when something triggers that I'm stupid belief, i.e. maybe there's some challenges in your business that you can't figure out, sending that signal back to the I'm stupid part of your brain. Yeah, I'm not surprised you feel like shit and want to give up. So I hope that kind of illustrates what's going on behind the scenes and why it's so important to get a handle on this and to really have some self-compassion around your emotions as well, okay? Now, the thing in terms of sort of dealing with this stuff and getting into how to handle this when it comes up, how to handle these big emotions, the thing is we, how do I want to say this? We basically allow our emotions to play out in our life in a very in either one of two ways essentially we either allow them to play out and control our lives in a very unconscious way or we choose to get really conscious around this which is obviously why this conversation is happening today too it's probably why you follow my work i'm always talking about this stuff i know we have a lot of conscious people in this community also but although we can be very conscious you know a lot of the time <laughs> sometimes this stuff still creeps in right because we're human and that's totally cool. But I wanted to kind of give you an example of how these emotions play out in sort of an unconscious way. So you can sort of begin to see what I'm talking about here and how these emotions can just easily hijack our success, how they can start to impact obviously our mental health as well and obviously affect our progress in our business. But if you think about an unconscious reaction to fear or an unconscious reaction to anger, all right, this is where we start to act on emotions in a way that either hurts ourselves or hurts others. So obviously there is the straight out hurting others in terms of, which is never acceptable, you know, when you lash out or if something like that happens, okay, obviously that's never acceptable under any circumstances. But sometimes it can be like, you know, in a way that hurts others, this is where you say something to your spouse in the heat of the moment, like you want to get a divorce or whatever, <laughs> because you've had a massive argument, but you don't really mean it. All right, so you hurt someone's feelings. 
or, you know, a really good analogy to think about as well is when those kids, you know, when you're a kid and you get into a fight with your mum and dad and you slam the door and you say, I hate you, you know, so you're kind of lashing out, right? So this is a very unconscious reaction with emotions, all right? It's just something that's automatic, something that we haven't given any thought to or, or brought any conscious awareness to. So we react typically. We tell ourselves we're stupid and we go and eat the Ben and Jerry's ice cream because it's like, well, that's the only thing that's going to self-soothe and make me feel better. Right? So we're hurting ourselves there. And generally what happens, you know, in these kind of external expressions of these emotions and we get really reactive, typically what happens is we bounce around like we're in a pinball machine, okay, hurting people, feeling out of control of our emotions, all right? And this is obviously where things like mental health can start to take a hit, et cetera, as well. I'm going to come on to sort of this stuff in a sec, the consequences of this. But really reacting in a way that hurts others is, is a really big one to be aware of, okay, which is why we need to move towards this conscious reaction, which I'll talk about in a sec. The second way that we kind of react and respond to these big emotions in an unconscious way is that we hurt ourselves. So let me talk a little bit more about this. Obviously, we can make those painful meanings. So like I was saying before, if you make a breakup mean that somehow you're unlovable or people always leave me or I'm always abandoned and left on my own, okay, we start to make these painful meanings, okay, and we reinforce those neural connections, okay? Overwhelm and I want to give up in my business. Oh, I'm stupid. Just like Mrs. Jones told me I was in year three. Okay. So we make these painful meanings of our experience and of our emotions and these triggers as well. These triggers often result in things like stress, depression, anxiety, toxic behaviors, all of this stuff. Another toxic behavior actually I want to talk about is kind of um, distraction. You know, I am the master distraction, distractor. Okay. So I will get myself tangled in all sorts of things. If I'm feeling a really big emotion, I know this about myself. I know this about myself. I know that because you know, I have a really strong work ethic as well. You know, I'm passionate, I'm driven, I'm creative. I love what I do. But all of that can also be the perfect set of ingredients for me to just lose myself in work, lose myself in books, lose myself in creating and distractions. So I don't have to go back and deal with the big emotion that may be fear that's coming up for me, All right? So I've had to, like I said, at the very beginning, I have gone through my own process about getting really hyper-conscious of my emotional state, hyper-conscious of it. Because I know that when I get distracted and when I numb out through those distractions, I know that that emotion is not going anywhere. I know that it's still there and it's gonna be coming out in other really unhealthy ways. So the numbing and the distractions, yes, but it also comes out in terms of stress. It comes out in terms of more overwhelm, physical symptoms, obviously mental health issues, a lack of progress in my business, for example. So I want you to be super key, super, super careful of looking at these key kind of ways that we process emotions internally as well. And this internal expression of emotions, when we're not dealing with things properly, we either react have the argument blow up with our spouse, for example, or we internally express this stuff. We repress it. We avoid it. All of this, okay? The result is, and, and by the way, I wanted to just say a lot of highly sensitive people 
people who are highly sensitive tend to distract and numb with their emotions, all right? And there's a whole host of reasons around that. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but as a highly sensitive person myself, I do this a lot because sometimes losing yourself, distracting and numbing out, it's a way to sort of stop feeling the full extent of all of the feels as well, okay? So I want to kind of give you some tips on how to deal with this in a sec, but the result of all of this, of dealing with our big emotions in an unconscious way, the result tends to be stress, okay? This is how we get the ulcers, okay? <laughs> we get the ulcers, we get more overwhelmed. Maybe there's physical symptoms, mental health stuff that's coming up as well. Our progress and you know ability to move forward in our business is hindered because we don't want to put ourselves out there because we're afraid, for example, or we're overwhelmed. So all of this energy is still kicking around. Notice that the emotion, the fear, the I'm not good enough, the sadness doesn't go anywhere. It's just expressed differently. And we know this, our good friend, Albert Einstein said, what did he say? Energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transformed, only transformed. And we know that emotions have an energetic charge. We know this, we know this scientifically. In fact, I think there was a study done at MIT where there was a, this was in recent years actually, where they developed actually a machine that can read your emotions and measure them through radio waves. So we know that emotions carry energetic frequency. This isn't woo-woo. This is science. MIT created a device. I believe it was called the EQ radio, something like that. Look it up. I'm sure you can Google it. But this is where they started to capture uh, the radio frequency of emotions, different emotions that people were experiencing. So there's a whole study done on this. There's loads of studies being done around this, okay? Typically, we've always measured emotional um, reactions and things through things like, you know, sweat, through eye, you know, pupil sort of expansion and things like that, pupil dilation, sorry. But now we can actually measure this stuff through radio waves. We know that emotions carry that emotional charge, that energetic charge, that frequency. And like Einstein said, you know, that energy, that energetic frequency, it's only transformed. So if you're stuffing this stuff down, you know, and I know we kind of read about this stuff, like, oh, stress is caused, you know, causes ulcers or heart attacks and all that. This is why, because we are not going through a conscious process of discharging these emotions, typically. We don't do this as the default as humans, right? We deal with stuff in a very unconscious way, harming other people, harming ourselves, all right? So that's just something to be really aware of, okay? If you do not get a handle and you don't start dealing with these big emotions, they are going to pop out <laughs> in other ways. They are. Whether it's through something extreme like the ulcer, the heart attack, obviously the mental health stuff, physical symptoms, stomach aches, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere, guys. So we need to make sure that we are going through a process of discharging that. I'm going to show you that in a sec because the benefits are when you can really deal with these emotions, these big emotions that threaten to take you out of your business, threaten to ruin your relationships or impact your lives, you're going to notice such a change in obviously your internal state and how you're feeling day to day, but you're going to see incredible progress in your relationships and also your business too. It's going to make things so much healthier. It's going to allow you to um, dialogue with people, your partner, for example, in a whole different way if you're feeling emotionally charged. It's going to allow you to still move forward in your business too. So what I really want to invite you to 
now is actually dealing with your emotions in a conscious way. I want to bring you into this consciousness around this, okay? So the very first thing I want to invite you to do is sit with your emotions. Just sit with them. Take some time to actually recognize what you're feeling because we don't often do this. We don't often do this. And we all know that we should. And we all know that common sense says and all the gurus say, oh, you know, just sit with yourself and just really feel what you're feeling. But the thing about common sense is it isn't always common practice, right? So <laughs> I kind of want to remind you guys of this and, and I'll give you a process around it too. But take the time to recognize how emotions feel to you. Because this is sort of the other part of it is that sometimes we don't always understand what emotions that we're feeling in a particular moment either. So one of the things that we do, um, you know, and there's a particular branch of psychology that where we talk about this as well, which is about emotion mapping. What can be really useful is actually if you just start to notice where emotions are held in your body. So for example, I know that if I feel angry, generally that feels like my stomach is twisting and it's like this shooting sensation, like right up into uh, my spine, like the base of my skull kind of thing. It's like this rising kind of a twisting sort of feeling if I'm angry. Also, I know that if I feel sad, it tends to feel like a, almost like a ripple, like a wave of emotions that starts in my heart and kind of floods through my body that way. I know if I feel joyful, it's like some freaking wildfire in my brain and my heart and everything feels like electric and dancing. Okay, so sometimes just having an awareness of how our emotions feel, mapping our emotions gives us that reference point so we can actually name what we're feeling in the moment. So I'd really invite you to do that. Actually think about where your emotions are held. Even start to generate some of those emotions yourself if it feels safe for you to do so. Like this is the thing about humans. Like if I was to tell you, or ask you to think about a moment where you felt afraid, you could probably pull one up really, really quickly and start to feel those emotions. Likewise, if I said, think about a time where you felt overjoyed, you could probably think of something like that really quickly too and feel the sensations that go along with it because this is one of the unique things about being a human, right? We, can, we have this emotional recall. So start to think about your emotions and, and sort of map out where they are in your body, all right? But... Also, if you're finding yourself in a situation, maybe I'll keep going back to the argument with your spouse kind of one, because it's just something that everybody can relate to, right? We've all had an argument with someone before. This might be about just taking some time out of that situation as well. So one of the things about arguments, and I think the emotions of anger as well, typically it's anger that comes up during an argument, is that it kind of, it puts us into that fight or flight sort of response as well. There's like literally a, a couple of seconds, if that, of where we choose how we're going to respond, all right? There's like this three-second window of, all right, am I going to react to this and kind of just tear someone's, you know, <laughs> face off sort of thing? Or actually, am I going to push it down and run away from this and just stonewall someone? Okay, that can be the fight-flight response playing out there too. So what I want to invite you to do, and this is called conscious awareness because it's conscious and you know, you're not going to feel like it's automatic and it's going to feel tricky the first times you do this, but I'd really invite you to stay present with your, with your emotions, okay? To stay present, but it might mean actually excusing yourself from the situation, 
okay? Even if it's for five minutes, because you're noticing I'm feeling really angry right now. And I could potentially say something I don't mean as well, because that's what people do when they're angry, <laughs> humans, okay? So it's, this is conscious. Notice this is all like, this probably feels awkward because you're like, oh yeah, how am I going to do that when I'm having an argument with somebody? This is why it's called conscious awareness. It's going to feel awkward the first few times you do it because typically we've been operating from that subconscious programming, which is, well, I want to fight you. <laughs> yeah, I want to fight you, I want to argue or I want to run away. Okay. So breaking that automatic cycle it's hard. This is why people don't do this freaking work. But I want to invite you to rise above that. Rise above it and bring this into your conscious awareness. When you excuse yourself from that situation or just take a little bit of time, you know, maybe it's just something with your business has come up and you're feeling overwhelmed and you want to give up and you can't do this. Take some time out. Give yourself a couple of minutes to sit with your emotion. Feel it in your body. If you're feeling like not good enough, or you're feeling angry, or you're feeling afraid, where is that in your body? Do that mapping exercise. Name the emotion as well, because this is the other thing we don't do very well, is name what we're feeling. Sit with it. Where's it coming up in your body? Give it a name. Oh, I'm, I'm just feeling really angry right now. Oh, I'm feeling just like, you know, when that person said something to me, like I'm like they're going to leave me. I've got my like abandonment stuff coming up. I feel really sad about that. Start to name your emotions. Start to name them because when you start to name your emotions, what does that do? It triggers this kind of, this acceptance. And acceptance is very, very liberating. And I think it's like Buddhist philosophy as well, where they say like suffering in the human condition is caused by aversion or resistance to what's happening around us, right? So if we just don't want to even look at our emotions or if we want to resist that they're there, okay, that's going to cause suffering. So I really want you to kind of start naming your emotions and start feeling that accepting them creates real liberation, all right? And, you know, there's that old sort of phrase of, you know, you've got to feel it to heal it sort of thing, all right? But it can't just stop at this cognitive understanding, oh, you know, that's, that's fear or that's sadness. You've got to start bringing it down and feeling it. Like I said, this is the very first step. Feel it. Where is it in your body? And you've got to embody this and see it and feel it in order for the healing to be complete. All right? Really important. So this first step, sit with your emotions. Second step is that you need to give them a voice. You've got to respond to your emotions. And this isn't about responding in an unhealthy way, as I said. Unhealthy responses and reactions to emotions are never a good idea and not okay. <laughs> but it is about asking yourself, what do you need? What do you need in this moment to discharge the emotion? All right, because the goal here is to really give yourself, give that internal world a healthy voice, not an unhealthy voice. Give yourself that internal healthy voice and that expression. But the other goal is to really move and start to discharge the emotion so you can let it go. No one wants to hang on to anger. No one wants to hang on to fear. Like this is just like drinking poison, this stuff. You know, going back to what I was saying, stress, ulcers, heart attacks, mental health, all of this stuff. These, these big emotions that you hold on to, 
honestly, guys, you've got to discharge and let this go. And this is where I talk about the importance of somatics as well. This isn't just an intellectual process. This isn't just a process you can talk through. It needs to be something that you embody to let these emotions go. Self-expression of these emotions, it's got to be authentic and it's got to be embodied. So this might look like having a cry. You go have a cry, release it, let it out. It might be that you need to go take yourself off in a car somewhere, go park up, wind your windows up and just scream. Like if that's what you need, like go knock yourself out, all right? Maybe you need to dance. Maybe dancing is your thing. Maybe it's through breathing. Maybe it's journaling and writing stuff out. What feels cathartic to you? What's going to help you release that poison? And this is going to be individual to, to all of you. All right. Is it about going for a run, moving your body, punching a punching bag, a pillow, going for a big walk, breathing, just taking stuff in, letting it out, imagining it releases your walking. We don't often take the time to do this as people. All right. Usually what happens is, you know, the emotion builds up and up and up and up. And then we say things we don't mean. Or, you know, it feels like, oh, my God, it's kind of like it's in my body and how is this going to escape? And then we kind of either snuff it out by distractions or numbing it out or we unconsciously respond, which means, leads to more spiralling of the emotion and the feeling, all right? So we don't take the time to respond to our emotions in a healthy way, typically, as people, all right? So I want to invite you to think about what's going to be the best self-expression that's the most authentic and most embodied and most true to you to actually be able to express that emotion and to release it, okay? And respond to yourself too. Because maybe we have a history, and this is quite common too, maybe we have a history of not being responded to in a healthy way. Maybe if we got angry as children, maybe we were punished for that. Maybe if we felt sad as children, we were rejected for that. So sometimes this is about giving ourselves what we needed and continue to need as well. Remember going back to that eight-year-old, that eight-year-old who's afraid, you know, we're not going <laughs> to reject them and we're not going to tell them they're crazy, all right? We're not going to say any of this stuff. We're going to, what would we do? An eight-year-old's feeling afraid. What do we do? We go pick them up, we hug them, we talk to them, we help them respond in a healthy, amazing way, okay? The last part of this is about closing it out or resolution. So there's this arm of psychology, it's called gestalt psychology, gestalt therapy. There's this thing that we talk about called the cycle of experience, all right? Um, and the cycle of experience is really important because it's about being able to properly close out experiences and to come to some sort of a resolution. So rather than, like I said, snuffing out the emotions or expressing them in an unhealthy way, which sends us into a shame spiral and all of the other stuff that happens. This is about closing things out in a really healthy way. So responding to the emotion, crying, dancing, having the healthy conversation with our spouse, returning back to that conversation when we feel more fit and able to have a, a good combo. Maybe it's meditation or journaling or whatever. But the goal of really closing out a cycle is about realigning to our authentic self. And it's about rededicating ourselves to balance and to self-care. Right, And often what can help 
is almost sealing the experience. This is all very conscious, okay? This is going to feel really weird the first few times you do it. But sealing that experience, sealing the cycle, sealing the anger, you've released it. Now let's seal over it. Let's seal over the wound, okay? It's been expressed. The pus is out. <laughs> now let's put some antibiotic or antiseptic ointment on it and put a bandage over the top and let's close it out. Sealing the experience. Sometimes this can look like, and again, this will look different to all of you, but maybe there's something about journaling on the lessons of the experience. You know, what did you notice? What reflections, what lessons came up for you? So you may choose to do it that way. Something that I do is actually just say something really simple to myself, like it's okay, it's over. It's okay, you got through that, it's done now, okay? So just to recap, number one, it's about sitting with your emotions, really taking the time to recognize what you're feeling, giving it a name, noticing where the emotions sit in your body. Second thing is about responding to the emotions as well. What do you need in that moment? Like ask yourself, like, what do I need right now? Ask yourself like you were asking that eight-year-old. You're feeling afraid right now. You're feeling scared. You're feeling like you can't do this right now. What do you need? And having that conversation with yourself and thinking about how to actually discharge this emotion in a really healthy, authentic, and embodied way. What's going to work for you there? And then thirdly, closing it out and bringing it to that resolution. Okay, Bring it to the resolution, realignment, getting back to balance, getting back to that self-care, okay? It's okay, it's over. Really important to complete this cycle because otherwise, as I was saying before, you know, sometimes what we can do is emotions just sort of linger and they build or they spiral and then suddenly there's another emotion that's coming into it <laughs> as well, all right? So this is a very conscious process. But honestly, guys, the benefits of doing this work and practicing this work with the big, heavy emotions that come up in your business, in your relationship, the benefits are there because when you take the time to work through this stuff, you're going to enable yourself to move forward unhindered. You're going to allow yourself to move forward and, and make progress in your business rather than holding yourself back. You're going to form better relationships with people. Okay, This is where it all starts. So I hope this episode was helpful for you today. I hope you found it informative. I hope you found it inspiring as well but guys you've got this big emotions are a normal part of being human they really are but we do have the power and we do have the capacity to not let them take us out and hinder our progress so let me know your thoughts comments feedback you're welcome to shoot me an email as well amanda at lightpurposeliving.com i'd love to hear your thoughts also share this episode with anybody you may find who may find it helpful to them but thanks so much for tuning in and i'll catch you on the next one Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.